0: Um, You've been listening to Robert talk kind of the past few episodes, so I guess I'll officially introduce myself as the Editor-in-Chief of Resurgent Magazine. Um, I'm just going to hop right into it. We have been celebrating Bloodfest all this month. Um, If you don't really know what Bloodfest is, it's a really great local festival put together by Fusion Shows out in Howell, Michigan. Um, What's really cool about Bloodfest is that they're really good at promoting diversity and... They really follow through with that every year. Like, it exceeds my expectations every year, and it's really, really cool. Um, This year, we have some really great people playing it. Foxing is playing it alongside Joyce Manor and Basement. Um, I'm personally really stoked for my friends and A Year in New York and Stories Untold. Their sets are going to be great. Um, I know Kyle's looking forward to catching backswing. Um, There's, like, a really stacked chunk of time where it's just Jetty Bones and Hot, like, was followed by Hot Mulligan on stage A. And that's going to be a really rowdy time in there. It's going to be great. On, I, we have been doing some great coverage on Resurgent this month on kind of featuring, like, different artists playing Bloodfest. And for our first on the month was Andrea Gibson. And I was, I'm so excited to catch their set um they are a spoken word um poet i guess would be the right word to describe it um i first was listening to their most recent release hey galaxy and right away i knew i just i needed to talk to them i just i want to get inside their head and kind of like figure out like where some of their inspiration came from and that's up on the website right now so I highly suggest you check that out. Um, we also had a chance to chat with Astronautilus, who is actually Andy Bothwell. And he's this rap artist, and but he blends elements of, like, alt-rock into his work. And it's really interesting. Um, his 2016 album, Cut the Body Loose, is just this great piece from beginning to end. Um, it was really cool. He had some really cool stories to tell us that those are up on our site as well. Our newest contributor, Alexis Backus, interviewed Pancho Skull, which is Tino and Rolando Ibarra from Pontiac, Michigan, who make up this mariachi punk duo. Um, they really bring their traditional Mexican culture into their set, and it's really it's empowering and it's a really fun to listen to and I'm really excited to catch our set at Bloodfest this year. And they um talked with Alexis about diversity specifically in the community and the music industry as well as what we can kind of catch at their set for Bloodfest this year. So that's up on the site as well if you want to check that out. I'm really excited to announce our final Bloodfest artist feature, which is hot Mulligan. Robert had a chance to talk to Chris from Hot Mulligan a few weeks ago, and usually we kind of post the podcast at the beginning of the month, but we definitely held off on this one because we wanted to give one less hurrah before Bloodfest this weekend. Um, Hot Mulligan has really, like, broken into the Midwest emo punk scene, and especially since the release of their debut full-length album, Pilot, Um with no sleep records they three um three of the members in hot mulligan are actually from lansing michigan so i'm actually we interviewed them a while back before pilot i interviewed them a while back before pilot was around kind of about like what it was like kind of in the lansing music scene versus the detroit music scene and kind of breaking into that and i'm really excited i catch them with boston manor when they were at the loving touch and Their live presence just—it blew me away, and they had so much energy. And I think, I honestly think a good chunk of the crowd was there just for Hot Mulligan. And speaking of like crowd, their fans—it's like this. There's this like online culture kind of following Hot Mulligan, and it's really fun to see how like engaged these fans are with the band and how like the band interacts with them and this close community. And it's it's really almost heartwarming to see that from a band, to know that, like, they really care and they are involved with their fans. Um, So I'm going to leave the rest of talking about the band to Robert. Um, So you can go ahead and give a listen to his interview with Chris. This call is now being recorded. All
1: right, dude. So uh, Chris Freeman from Hot Mulligan, what's going on?
2: Um, I just got done eating Subway. And I am. We're on our way to Springfield, Missouri, right now.
1: So yeah, you guys are on tour with um, Knucklepuck. Uh, you guys played what o- Oklahoma City last night or something like that. Yeah. How's that been? How's been um, touring touring the country with a with a band as um, as big and as as popular as Knucklepuck?
2: So, um, it's been really cool. I think we're exposing ourselves to uh, a lot of their fans, who I think would also like us. Same with uh. Boston Mandarin free throw and uh everyone on the tour has been really nice so it's just been really fun
1: absolutely i've i've actually um done some photo work for the guys knuckle puck um so i've met them and they're they're super cool i haven't met you guys though so maybe next time you come through detroit i'll have to i missed the last show that you guys played down here but i was out of town oh yeah so uh Let's 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 just go back a little bit to the beginning of uh, Hot Mulligan. If you can just bring us through, like how you guys met. I know the three of you are from Michigan, and one's from like Iowa.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I was playing in like a a cover band in high school, and our vocalist Tades was playing in like a a punk band. We played a show together, and we met each other at that show. But we clicked right away, so we decided to just start a band. Together. Together, and uh, we went through a few lineup changes. Played a show with our bassist band who came up for our EP release show for our second EP, Honest and Cunning. Lost a bassist. Posted online that we were looking for someone, and then they submitted with a video. We were like, okay, yeah, let's go with that. And then uh, we met our drummer Brandon by touring with his band, Kayak Jones, about two years ago in December. And uh, we lost a drummer, and he just made sense that he have in the band.
1: That's crazy. It sounds like you guys have only been a band for, um, what, like four four years or so? Like officially? It's been
2: almost four years, yeah.
1: So that's a lot of turnover for, for a band that's that's only been kind of on the mat for like four years. Are you guys feeling comfortable with the, the lineup that you are running with now?
2: Yeah, we like the lineup right now. It's kind of, it's never been too bad to lose someone i guess necessarily because it's just pretty much tades and i write our songs together and then you know the other pieces come together but i used to play drums in the band before i played guitar and i'd write and record the drum parts too so i mean it's always going to be what it is as long as the two of us are still there
1: right so the so the songwriting doesn't really change very much as as long as the the two main pieces of the band are are intact right, cool, so speaking of like songwriting and whatnot, um, can you just take us through like a little bit of of your guys's process when you were kind of let's let's say with with writing um your new album pilot what how do you guys start? how was the recording process um, how was the overall experience to be in general
2: um, yeah, it moved really fast we mo- We wrote most of the record pretty quickly. And it kind of just came together with, we knew what kind of record we wanted to make. So we'd all have some ideas or something and come in and then just from one idea, we'd decide, all right, well, this song goes like this now, and then we'd finish it pretty quick and then add the vocals and stuff later. But there were a few songs that came together with guitar and vocals at the same time, and then were brought to the band afterwards um before pilot most of our songwriting was done like that where it's just an acoustic guitar and vocals and then it's brought to the band later then all of the parts finally come together
1: so how different was um let's say in terms of like content and sonic like composition and maybe even maybe even lyrical content um was writing pilot different than like writing opportunities or honest and cunning for you guys
2: um, I think it's a big step up from Honest and Cunning, definitely musically and lyrically. And, uh, I'd say the same thing for Opportunities, too. Most of those songs on those EPs were, like, breakup songs and stuff. And we've only got three three of those on this record, I guess. <laughs> basically. Um, three out of eleven, which is, like, a much... Smaller portion than what it was before. And uh, musically and stuff, I think we just kind of came into our sound a little bit more and added some new elements and uh, made it sound a little less amateur. Like, it it doesn't sound as much like these are the first songs we've ever written because we've done (laughs) it for a little bit now, but like the other EPs, when we listen to them now, we're like, oh yeah, those were the first songs we ever wrote, weren't (laughs) they?
1: So. Going through and listening, um, I've been, I've been jamming pilot. A lot of the people here, a lot of my friends here in Michigan and the Detroit scene area just like love this album. Um, and I can see why. Uh, so having gone through it a few times now, um, I feel like I hear a little bit of like inspiration or kind of like, um, I, I hear a lot of like brand new and like super old taking back Sunday, um is that like some kind of like influence on you guys or does that just naturally happen or are you trying to like throw it back to some of like the the legends
2: um it's a combination of all of them i don't we don't necessarily like decide okay we have to sound like um taking back sunday but you know we definitely listened to those bands and stuff before we were in this band together so that was something that we all liked and I think it would be dumb for us to not utilize having two vocalists as much as we do, so it it, could, it just kind of happens on its own. But, but they were they definitely an inspiration, I would say.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I I hear it all the way through, like through the record. Um, I actually wrote an album review of <laughs> this record, and I kind of, um, I said that I said that it's not uh, it, not necessarily like you guys copying, um, but but taking a known um way of creating like the genre of music that you do and then putting like a an awesome like modern twist to it Um, and i think the big the biggest one that i hear on on pilot is probably in the soundtrack to missing a slam dunk like that throws me back to like um like cute cute without the e taking back sunday type stuff like when i heard that i was like this record's gonna be this record's gonna be killer so um, I did want to say congratulations on dropping this entire uh, this entire thing. I know it's your guys's. F- there was a re-release of opportunities on on No Sleep Records, but this is your guys's first actual like release release on news, No Sleep No Sleep Records. Sorry. Um, how was how was being signed to a to like a a, a cool label like No Sleep Records? Like there's been um, there's been awesome bands to come off of of that um, platform. So how was that like how was that opportunity brought to you guys?
2: Um, well, no sleep just followed us on Twitter and we sent a screenshot to each other. We're like, haha, no sleep followed us on Twitter, that's cool. And then uh like just a few hours later we got an email from them asking about uh what our next plans were and stuff and I found out it was uh, Nick Diener, our producer, was in a band called the Swellers who were on No Sleep Records. And I guess him and Chris Hanson had talked about us, Chris Hanson from No Sleep, uh, after opportunities came out and seeing what it was doing and stuff. So they kind of uh, tag teamed us into it a little bit.
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome. So is that your guys's um like it's obviously not a, a major label, but it's kind of like a major indie label. Is that your guys' first like uh, record record deal, so to say?
2: Um, it's the first quote unquote deal technically we put out our first three EPs on a michigan diy label called savior generation records uh that label was really helpful for us because i don't we couldn't have afforded to do any of the things we've done without their help so them helping us out was definitely big
1: speaking of um like a michigan diy style type type ordeal a lot of what we do um at our publication it's we're called resurgent magazine this is the resurgent podcast in case you didn't know (laughs) a lot of what we do is we like to focus on um up and coming michigan detroit lansing northern michigan grand rapids uh bands and kind of help bring um them to the to like the forefront of people's minds not that you guys really need that as of this moment um but can we talk a little bit about um, like like the Michigan scene? I know you guys kind of came out of Lansing-ish. Um, can we talk about how that scene has really helped you guys become uh, the band that, that you guys have become at this moment?
2: Um, it's actually a little weird because we never did house shows or anything in Lansing. Uh, I think our first show in Lansing was opening up for like Young and Heartless and Water Me Down when we were still living in the Upper Peninsula. And then uh most of our shows in Lansing were at Max Bar. We opened for Pentium and you blew it on separate occasions and then we did our own headliners at Max Bar and they just started getting a little bit bigger. But outside of that we we just played house shows everywhere in Michigan. Like we played in Pickney and uh Detroit. We played you no know, I get Muskegon. There was a cool house in Muskegon called the Temple House for a while that place
1: is really cool. <laughs> so you guys kind of like major, major rounds around, around Michigan. And that kind of what, that's kind of like um, what sparked your guys' popularity, so to say. Um, I see that you guys just play, you guys have kind of been touring like crazy since, um, since the release of like opportunities. It's, it's kind of gone. Obviously you would know better than me, but it's gone more and more as time has gone on. But um, how big is touring uh, when it comes to uh, what you guys do as Hot Mulligan?
2: Yeah, I'd say it's probably the biggest part. It's it's hard to consider yourself like successful, probably at least financially, sitting at home and not touring because you're not you don't really make any money at home not necessi- you don't necessarily make money when you're going on tour either but showing your merch and stuff is like like that's important and plus like the people wear your merch it promotes you a little bit more so getting out there and seeing people in other states and stuff is really important
1: absolutely so i just have a few more questions for you and then i'll let you get uh you know get back to the touring life out there in missouri <laughs> um so the lead up to the release of Pilot. Um, at least here where where i'm at your guys's popularity kind of started your your stock started rising um and then it kind of culminated in the release of of pilot and then also this tour with with knuckle puck from your eyes how has um how has like the rise of your guys's band like how, how has it felt how you've put like this much work into what you're doing and now finally it seems to be paying off like how's that feel for you and and the guys in the band
2: um it's weird a lot of the time we started the band intending to only just record three songs and put them on the internet and never like really play shows and kind of expected to just not be a band after that we just wanted to see like what would we sound like if we went somewhere and recorded instead of doing it in my basement? And then, uh, yeah, I never really, we never really expected it to get where it is now. So it's been mostly weird. Um, but the first thing we ever wanted to do was put out that EP. So everything after that has been like, you know, more than what we asked for. So we're
1: very thankful. That being said, um, now that you've put out that e p and a few bit a little bit more music, um now you're on this this full length. How has the reception been um to like these new songs live or or just people kind of like either tweeting at you or personally talking to you about um about this record?
2: um the response has been really good on the internet, you know people tweeting at us, quoting like the new songs lyrics and stuff like that seems to be a lot of people's favorite records at least amongst our fan base and stuff and uh live at first it was a little slow for like the first two days that it was out but the past week and a half i would say it seems like people are starting to get maybe even more into the new songs than they were that the other songs are playing on the set list what's
1: your what's your favorite song off of this record to play live
2: uh i don't we haven't played it yet But the one, my favorite one that we're playing live on the tour right now is probably, how do you know it's not armadillo shells? (laughs) So they're all fun to play live, but I really want to play uh, the last track on the record. There was a semi-fight on I-69, it's on the record. So I'm looking forward to maybe when we go out on another tour later this year, throwing that one in the set list and seeing how that goes.
1: That is, I love that song too. Both of those songs at the end are, are great. Um there's some twists and turns there's some twists and turns in pilot for sure. Um, there's obviously like that, that sound that you guys are going for, but there are a couple songs on there that completely break away from kind of like the, the format that the record goes for. And I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's important to do, uh, on a record. Um, so again, con- congratulations on this, on this record. It's awesome. Everybody, everybody loves it. Um, just one last question for you guys. Well, for you, um, you guys are playing Bloodfest here uh, down in, in our neck of the woods uh, on the end of May. Have you guys ever played Bloodfest?
2: Yeah, we played Bloodfest twice in the past. We played in 2015 on uh, Stage F, the smallest stage, and then in 2016 we played Stage B in the cafeteria room. And then we didn't play last year, but we're coming back this year and it should be sick.
1: How has your experience been at Bloodfest? Because I, I'll, we, uh, Bloodfest is huge for people around here. I mean, they bring in like the big names, um, you know, like the Wonder Years have played and 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 stuff like that. But for bands like you guys, especially back in the first time you played, um, like how how was that playing in a, <laughs> in like a school?
2: That was awesome. It's cool. I mean, there's no barricade or anything, and. I've, there's a lot of people in the smaller rooms at all times too, just like there are in the big room because, you know, it's a Michigan festival. So the people are going are mostly from Michigan and they want to check out the, the local scene and stuff too, as much as they want to see the bigger bands at the end of the day. So it it's like really cool. Plus it's like, it's like, how do I put it? It's like punk rock high school pretty much.
1: It really is. And now you guys are one of the uh, one of the bigger names on the bill. Um, so I am definitely looking forward to seeing you guys at that show. I haven't seen you guys live yet. Like I said, I missed you. I missed you guys like twice somehow. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Um, is there anything else you guys you, you would like to say about uh, Hot Mulligan put it out to the public? What you guys are looking forward to in the future or or anything like that?
2: Go to Bloodfest. Go to Excellency Music Festival. Follow us on Twitter. We're hot Mulligan. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Alright, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate you taking twenty minutes out of your time to do uh some weird little podcast interview.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, man.
1: Alright, man. We'll see you at Bloodfest. Thanks.
2: Okay, later.
0: Bloodfest is this Saturday, May 26th, at the Heartland Performing Arts Center out in Howell, Michigan. Um, it starts around 11 a.m., goes all day long. Definitely work, sticking around the entire day to check everybody out. If you want to check out Hot Mulligan's set, it's at 2 o'clock on stage A, following Jetty Bones. And then Astronautilus is actually right after Hot Mulligan, so we will definitely be in there for a good chunk of our time. Um, we definitely are excited to be out there, and if you want to check out any of those artists' features, they are on the website at resurgentmag.com, and, the and then research is R-E-S-U-R-G-E-T, then mag M-A-G dot com. Uh, check out the site, check out the interviews, check out all the artists playing, and we hope to see you out there. Yeah.